All right, it's everybody's favourite time. It's testy time. No, testy time's wrong. Testy time sounds awful. (laughs) (laughs) What were you hoping for? Well, I was was hoping for something better than testy time, to be honest with you. You should have thought about this before we turned the mics on, shouldn't you? I should have, really. Um, But, you know, it's the spontaneity that counts. You said spontaneity. I may have done. Do you just want to play the jingle? Yes. Nothing like giving yourself absolutely no time to pick up a beer and uh, lead yourself into another podcast. I think drinking beer on the advent of another podcast may have been the key to uh, the downfall, perhaps. The downfall of what? Um, The downfall of uh, proper pronunciation and uh, the bastardization of uh, this beautiful, beautiful podcast we're making. Do you think that we'll be more inclined to slur now we've been drinking in the middle of the day? I would like to say that I'm more inclined to slur generally, but I think it's sort of, you know... Through pure laziness or medical issues? Mainly laziness, I think. It's easier to just mix your words into one than actually pronounce each letter separately. But then you've got to uh, take into consideration social etiquette. And Mm. you simply can't slur your words if you've been drinking. Well, you shouldn't be drinking in the day anyway. Yeah, but I'm not know. chiding you because I am drinking as well. It's raining and it's a Sunday. It is raining and it is a Sunday, and mm. you know, I I think we can reward ourselves. We've had a very productive weekend. We have, and this is uh, this is the fruits of our productive labour. This is podcast episode five, everybody. <sighs> In fact, no, scrap that. Let's just use that crowd noise we used from the first one. This one. so much better yeah yeah it does make you feel like people are actually listening like there's a whole backlog of people just outside your living room yeah cheering i like that idea i do too well we were supposed to be filming but it's raining so we thought we'd come in and do another podcast um Um, we have done some filming though haven't we we have we have we've done uh we've we haven't actually talked about the project on a podcast yet i've realized what insert title here yeah no, we haven't. It's been completely uh, ignored. Well, actually, it wasn't going when we did the first podcast, and no. then we just forgot to mention it no. yesterday. Um, what it is, it's a, a combination of uh, sketches that we have been working on over the last sort of six months or so. Um, I say we, I mean you. Um, but I got involved uh, this weekend and uh, and subsequently feel myself deserving complete equal credit. Well, well done to you. Thank you. Thank I, th- you. I have worked with her. You have. Well, you you bought me a new sketch um, courtesy of a friend of yours. Yes. Um, props to Jenny Derling for yeah, that one. they are. So, so well really, done, I've, I've done absolutely no work whatsoever. You, you have done nothing, have you? You've actually just stolen someone else's idea. No, 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 no. I, I, did, I did say it was hers. Yeah. I did. Okay. Uh, so we filmed that yesterday and that went live on YouTube. Uh, the very same day. It did. Well, I say yesterday, this uh, this will be like the end of October that people hear this. So um, it was actually the 10th of October that that was filmed and posted and put on YouTube. 
Do you think that by mentioning the fact that we've done all these podcasts in one weekend, we're somehow cheating the viewer? No. I mean, my listener, my concerns being that if I was expecting a fresh weekly podcast and then I found out by the two people presenting it that it's actually really old and they've just done them all in one so they've got no work to do for the remainder of the winter season, I'd be reasonably annoyed. Well, I think you should be grateful for what you get. You're not paying for anything and we could do whatever we damn well please. I'm just... My concern is that we're not fresh, we're not topical, because well, you know some 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 awful crisis could have happened uh, in the interim, in the few weeks between us recording this and this finally going out. Um, for example, um, a dog could have been run over. Yeah, but you've got the Friday night comedy podcast from BBC Four to tide you over with that one. Plug. BBC in no way endorses the Quite Enjoyed podcast, nor do we receive any funding whatsoever. Your legal and statutory rights are not affected. It would be nice to get a bit of endorsement from the BBC, though, for that plug. Um, likelihood, scale of 1 to 10, 1 being completely unlikely, 10 being almost guaranteed. I'd say we're floating in and around the minus 7 category. Shame, that. Do you think we sound too depressed? What, like Moni, or just No, sad? just kind of like sad, angry old... British men sitting in chairs moaning at the world that's passing them by. I have no problem with that. That's that's pretty much how I live my life. If you crack a smile out of me, then well done to you. Really? Oh yeah. Well, do you want to do you want to jive it up a bit? Well, I'm not suggesting we do a musical number, but I was just you know, if we speak with a smile, can you actually tell that I'm smiling? Actually, no, that sounds horrible. It did sound horrible. I actually scared. We myself. could do a musical podcast. Yeah, but that would involve talent. No, 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 that's not true. I've seen X Factor. People can get away with that sort of thing. You don't have to have any shred of talent whatsoever and you can still make millions. Look at Simon Cowell. That's an interesting thing. Do you think a radio edition of X Factor would actually be any success? Um, or is it purely the old circus freak show that we enjoy watching? I think there's something to be said about car crash television. Um, X Factor is a prime example of this. Watching gropey underachievers with, you know freckled eyeballs and you know knee teeth singing their hearts out mm. um and being humiliated by a man who really has no place to talk because he looks like um a sphinctoral badger it's like a badger but mainly just a sphincter okay fine <laughs> walking about the place well or if, just you floating. if you notice his his hair he has a sort of perfectly feathered crop haircut which looks like the tuft of a badger's tail and his face looks like an ass. Mm. Um, by by description, I think uh, I think it's pretty close. There goes our sponsorship. Uh, he we don't need him. Yeah, we talked about him in one of the other podcasts. I can't remember which one it was. Saying how much of a genius he was for bringing this car crash television to our screens, and in a way, reality TV, thanks to him, kind of morphed from just watching idiots in a box to watching idiots on a stage in front of millions and it is just point and laugh isn't it it's like roll out your freaks and point and laugh at them well you've got the format of the show i believe is over a eight to twelve week period the first two thirds of that are just going to be watching people who have absolutely zero talent um physically embarrass and hurt themselves on television then you've got when it gets through to the sort of like boot camp and sort of towards the finals you've got 
12, maybe 14 groups of people who you can't stand, who all think they can sing, possibly one of them who can. Um, and then the one who can usually goes out in the last round and the one who isn't as good but is marketable goes through. Mm. And then the one who didn't win but can sing, released an album, becomes more successful anyway. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting roundabout. But it happens every year. Actually, twice a year, isn't it? Does it happen twice a year? Um, well, I think they, they, they have the X Factor and then they have Britain's Got Something. Um, I'm sure talent. No, I don't think it is talent. I know, I know it's meant to be, but I don't think I don't think it is. Britain's got time on their hands, perhaps. Yeah, I think that's actually a more accurate description of the show. Because mm -hmm. uh, if there's anything that people on Britain's Got Talent haven't got, it's talent. Britain's got unemployment benefits to spend to get them there. Yeah, <laughs> Britain's got spare time and plenty of dull money. But it's not as catchy, which I think is why they enlisted talent. Mm. Also, it would seem a bit derogatory, and I doubt as many people would sign up to uh, sign up to the dull scum line. No, that's true. What 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 do you think the uh, the standing on trade infringement is? Perhaps if we were to go to the um, ICC or or any of the sort of standards uh, agencies about Britain's Got Talent, and saying, well, clearly the whole thing is a lie because there's no talent here. I doubt we'd have very good standing because of the amount of money it brings in. It's almost like cigarettes mm -hmm. and alcohol. Yes, we know they're bad. Yes, we know they cause bad things to happen. But they're just raking so much money, we can kind of ignore that. In I think, um, I, I said, to be honest with you, I've got nothing further to say on the matter. What, on reality TV? Yes. Um, it, it genuinely upsets me. How about the American side of things? Not the talent shows. I'm talking about the generic American formula that seems to have uh, formed out of these reality TV shows where everything is cut like a trailer. You see about 12% actual filmed on location footage, then the rest of it is talking heads about what happened and you don't actually get to see the events. I'll bring some actual examples into this. Uh, Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares USA. Mm. Now, the UK one, I actually enjoy. Okay. I, I like watching the UK one. I like seeing uh, how they've messed it up so badly that this swearing tyrant has to come in and just fix it all. And um, I enjoy that. The Have you seen him do any actual cooking, by the way? Uh, no. G. Ramsey? No. Big Gord? No. No, no Big G, I haven't seen actually cook anything. I haven't anything. seen him cooking either. I'm, I'm not really with him for the cooking. I'm with him for the... Tourette's. I was going to say beating down on the little man. But, oh. um, I th yeah, the Tourette's is, is a factor. But the American version of it, it any, no one is in it. It's just talking heads of people that were in the restaurant at the time talking about what happened. Gordon came in and he was like shouting and stuff. And I what are you in. doing? And uh, that kind of thing, it just yeah. cuts away. Um, it's not it's not amazing, Telly. It's, it? it's horrible. But the, not like our Jamie. Not like our Jamie. Oh, uh, our, Jamie's, Jamie. our Jamie's American show. Oh, delight. Pure I delight. I didn't watch the American one. That was a good. Mm. It really is. But the um, the thing I was going to say. Well, about he picked the... a fight with the homeless man. Did he? Mm-hmm. Oh, fair play. I would too. If I was on television. Um, the No, the thing I was going to say about the... Get away from me, you, you beggar. <laughs> There's uh, Mr. Jenkins' views on beggars for you. So, uh, former Q. Uh, the... The thing is, the formula for that American Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares USA seems to have just have been copy and pasted for every other American reality show. 
Like there's this one on one of the girls of the Playboy Mansion. Have you seen this? Girls of the Playboy. Girls Mansion? of the Playboy Mansion. No. Uh, well, I think is it, it the bunnies that work in the Playboy Mansion? Yes, but it's the three that are actually girlfriends of Hugh Hefner. I don't think they are anymore. I think the show's disbanded and all gone into chaos because they've all gone off and done different things. Um, but that was exactly the same formula. Just very little happening, then cut to talking heads of people saying stuff. But there was more nudity in that one, so it was fine. It got away with it. Now what's happened is one of the Playboy Mansion girls has gone off on her own and done another show, which is identical, except the other ones are missing. Girl of the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, it is pretty much just Girl of the Playboy Mansion. Kendra, I think it's called. So she walks around the Playboy Mansion. Hmm. No, she's not there anymore. She's not allowed in. So the privilege is revoked. Girl formerly of the Playboy Mansion. Mm. Yeah. So secretary. Secretary of the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, yeah pretty much. It's a shame what's happened to television, you know. I, t- my concern with what has happened to television is the huge expansion of accessibility channels. What, you mean the, the fact that there are now 400 channels and not a lot of content? Yeah. It's pretty much the same content as there was 10 years ago. It's now just been spread so thinly over the channels that you can turn to one, watch half an hour of one program, and then turn to the other and watch the first half an hour of the program you just watched. Well, I'm inclined to reflect back on the golden age of television, but I'm worried that I might be killing myself just because I'm old. Like, I, w- I want to say that, you know, 15 years ago, television was a wonderful craft. It was it was well executed. There was fantastic programming. There was never anything bad on, but I know for a fact that's not true. It, yeah. Circa Darling Buds of May. Circa mm. Last of the Summer Wine. Circa Bullseye. Yeah, it really wasn't true. It's very rose-tinted. But the thing is, it was all you had. That that was it. I mean, mm. like Sunday night, what did you do? You sat down, you watched Scylla's Surprise Surprise, followed by Gladiators. Uh, no one would watch that now oh if it was on. No one. God. Hang on, didn't they recommission Gladiators? Yes, no one watched that when it was recommissioned. No really? One. Well, because it was, on a, it was on Sky, I think. Sky at some obscure time. And no one really wanted to watch Gladiators. You just had to. It was very much... A show of its time, wasn't yeah. it? It was the mid-90s. Nobody really knew what was going on. But it, it was the more mild form of freak show that now they've got the X Factor. Why would they need that? Um, you know, it's just people running, jumping, and hitting each other with oversized inflatable or foam-filled objects. I think the, the, the development of that came about nicely with uh, the onset of Total Wipeout. Explain. Have you seen Wipeout? No. The thing that Richard Hammond presents no. um load of people in like this giant water park have to go across sort of krypton factor-esque style um assault course whilst being bombarded with things made of plastic things made of foam water skis boxing gloves so a more sadomasochist version of krypton factor yeah very much so mm. on water on water it's much much more dangerous. It sounds watchable. It's a British show, but it was filmed in Fortaventura because they weren't legally allowed to use the equipment here because health and safety just went ballistic. <laughs> I like that, the way we can get out of health and safety loopholes with just jumping to another country. Totally. Well, that's the way to do it. If you, That's why we don't have like ultimate fighting here. You know, the thing where you're legally allowed to kill the guy. They have it in America. Where do they have that? In America. And you're legally allowed to... No, no holds barred fighting. It's like two fighters in a cage until either the one guy taps out or is killed. And because they, they both want to win. Wow. They, do you know what? I'm not usually one for moral standing on like boundaries and whatnot, but that sounds a little excessive. It, it is excessive. There's a guy, um, 
four years ago. He used to be in the WWF, now the WWE. Mm. Um, and he went, he did like Smoky Mountain Wrestling, which is like WWF, but not fake. Right. Okay. So it's so like proper wrestling, wrestling, you know, um, but it's hardcore. So it's not like American college wrestling. It's none of this, just put them on the mat. This is like, you know, jump on them and stomp them and stuff. And then the next extreme is the um, the Mexican uh, uh, Lucha Libre or something, I think it's called, uh, the Luchadors. And then the next one up from that is the UFC, which is the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Now, I'm not a big wrestling fan, but I do know my wrestling because I used to love it when I was a kid. Mm. And uh, these guys are pretty hardcore. Like some some guy got like a spike like a wooden um a wooden foot two before with a spike through his head and shit you know that bit in kill bill where um she finally kills gogo yes yeah yes. and there's the little spikes through her head and stuff mm. one of those sort of things ouch yeah Ooh. terribly dangerous yeah that's a bit much because i remember that sadly the only thing about ultimate champ fighting champion or whatever it is that i've ever heard of was ashamed to admit it in Friends. Oh, uh, when Pete does it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I was ashamed that I knew about Ultimate Champion fighting in Friends, but now I'm more ashamed that you knew his name. I've seen the complete... Actually, no, that's not true. I haven't seen the last series. I've seen most of the series of Friends. Did you see the last episodes? No. Leave it that way. Really? Well, you won't get anything from it. Well, I'm kind of hoping Ross and Rachel get back together. They do. Oh, good for them. Yeah. I don't need to watch it then. No, no, no I've seen, I've seen, I've seen all it. kinds of irrespectable um, DVD box series. I watched, what? I watched all of Sex and the City in like a weekend. I'm going to leave. I can't continue this with you. Why? Sex and the City. All right. What it is, is I bought it for somebody for a Christmas present, mm -hmm. right? And then when I gave it to them, they said, my sister's already got this. And I went, oh, I'll take it back then. I bought it from uh, Zavi for 50 quid. Um, just before I sent it back, I thought, oh, I'll give it a watch. I watched one episode, then another, and went, well, this is strangely entertaining for some reason. Watched the entire box set over a weekend, and then sold it on eBay and got £5 more than I paid for it. Well. Postage not included. If you hadn't have watched it, I would have said that was an impressive story. As you did watch it, get out. Okay, I'm leaving. So we, um... Should we get on with what we're going to be talking about? Mm. Yes, topic. Topic. Topic, topic, of the topic. Day. topic of the day. See, this is why we shouldn't do a musical number. I don't know. Even though it was out of tune, it had something. Baritone. <laughs> Panache. Bass. <laughs> Drums. <laughs> okay, so we've done the top ten. Well, I say top ten. It wasn't really a top ten. It was a mash of ten movies that we think you should see that you may not have. It was a um, ten, 10 movies on the spot kind of thing. Yeah, because if it was the top 10, Ferris Bueller would certainly have popped in there somewhere and it didn't. Um, but uh, this time, what do, you th what do you think about something else that's... Well, it's close to my heart. It's not so close to yours. It's more like a, a bypass. Um, games. Bypasses are pretty close to the heart, aren't they? Isn't that the point? Yeah, but you don't have it so often. Oh, that's true. Um, games. Games. Like Ludo, Checkers, Chess. I was thinking more of the video variety. Ah. Seems to be more down with the kids. Yeah, okay. Is this like another top ten of the moment sort of style? 
Yeah, why not? Okay. That okay. seemed to work last time. Time yeah. being no factor? No. Can go right no. back through the ages? It, you can start with Galaxian if you want. I you won't. Want? No. But uh, <laughs> it's good to know that I can. Yes. Or Pong. Go, hit me. So number 10 for me. Uh, right. In no particular order. In no particular order. Number 10, the one game I'd say you have to play, Max Payne. Max Payne. Max Payne. Now, if you've seen the film, ignore the film. Marky Mark is a terrible man. The The whole film is just a whole shell full of awful. Is it uh, really that bad? Uh, it's just... The thing is, if you haven't seen the game, you'll see it as a fairly mediocre action film. You're like, well, I can see what you were trying to do. Well done. If you've played the game, it's like a raping of everything you've ever known. Oh, dear. And it's not Mark Wahlberg's fault. You know, to be fair, it, it was a good bit of casting for him. But he dropped the voice outside of the trailer. The only time he does Max Payne's voice is in the trailer, which made us all think, oh, you might be quite good. Um, anyway, I'm not talking about the film. I'm talking about the game. The game, it's incredibly dark, incredibly gritty. Um, it's kind of like a film noir kind of game. Nice. It's uh, set in New York uh, with you playing the protagonist, Max Payne, who comes home to find uh, junkies in his house who then subsequently kill his wife and baby girl. Nice. Uh, so it starts well, yeah. and it just gets better from there. Uh, you then uh, go kind on of a family slash fantasy game. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's one get your grandma involved and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It starts it starts like that, and it goes on to be a vendetta against the people who make the drug and you know where the drugs come from and all this. He works for the um, New York Police Department as a detective, and mm-hmm. he goes undercover with it all, and it all just kind of explodes from there. And it's a great thing. It is it's the one game I've played that I went. The film of this would be amazing. And the film of it wasn't. <laughs> Does the uh, protagonist get them in the end? Does yes, he have his revenge? He does. Um, Does he feel better afterwards? No. 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 It then continues with Max Payne 2 where things just get a whole lot worse. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. And Max Payne 3 is about to come out. I think it comes out in January. So um, that's one to look out for. So you can pick it up for like 99p in Computer Exchange now. You certainly should. I mean, you can get it on everything, but it is one of the most amazing games, story-wise and gameplay-wise. They threw in bullet time from The Matrix, you mm. know, and kind of jump around the corner very slowly, shoot people. Um, Recommended platform? Uh, I'd have to say PC, because that's what it was built for originally. PC, okay. Yeah, it, it does work best on the PC. All the other versions of it seem to have weird loading points where there shouldn't be loading points. kind of breaks the flow a bit. That is a shame. So if you can do it on PC, do it on PC. So yeah, number 10, Max Payne. Number 10, Max Payne. The soon-to-be Max Payne trilogy. Mm, Fair enough. Number nine. Um, I'm going to kick it reasonably old school. Not too old school, but mid 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 to early old school. And I'm going to hit you up with Commander Keen. Commander Keen. Oh, now there's a game. That is a... uh, Which was the first one you played? Um, Mission to Mars. Mission to Mars. Because there were five Commander Keens, weren't there? There were five of them. There was uh, Mission to Mars. There was Invasion of the What? It began with a V. Oh. I can't um, remember what the aliens were called. uh, Vorgons or something. Vorgons or something. Invasion of the Vorgons. And then... That's probably not true, actually. But um... Then there was something about Back to Home. Then there was Goodbye Galaxy. Yeah. And then it was Keen Dreams. I liked Keen Dreams. I liked Keen Dreams too. It was odd. Uh, well, we should explain what Commander Keen is first, because hardly anybody will ever know it. Who who wasn't around in 1995 passing shareware discs to each other? Mm. Um, he so was a uh, he was a 
eleven year old boy who had something of an imagination and was also something of a sort of tinker inventor. And he managed to build himself a, uh, a spaceship um, in his back garden out of general household items. And um, he wore a, an American football helmet and he had a ray gun. And later on he had a pogo stick. Yes, he did. Uh, and Which he acquired he... from the wolf people. Yes. <laughs> wolf people. Mm. Sounds great. It actually was a fantastic little platformer. Oh, um, it was amazing. So good. Yeah. Inexplicably beautiful and simple. It was, it was just charming. That's yeah, what it, it was. was, it was just, it, you just really felt nice playing it. You went around collecting chocolate bars and the gums, the gobstoppers in space. I mean, who puts them there? And massive Pepsi cans. Yeah. Massive Pepsi massive cans. Massive Pepsi cans. Yeah. It doesn't was... sound... I can't... We can't really convey how good it was. No. But I assure you, if you were to type Commander Keen into a search engine, you can literally get all of these games for A, free, because they're freeware, B... The beauty of early to mid nineties platform games—they're roughly about fifty-six kilobytes each. Yeah, so which you is able, nothing. You should be able to download all five in less than a second. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> but but they're huge. They're huge games. They are huge games. There's, there's, there's easily if you were to just continually play a Commander Keen game, there's easily four hours worth of solid play there. Yeah, easy. So that's that's another good one for the list. Commander Keen. Commander Keen, made by Apogee, I believe. Uh, I believe you're right. Yes, I have no, an ID software. I think had something to do with it. Yes, in the it end. did. Yes, it did. So. In the final two. Yeah, in the final two. Yeah, so, Commander uh, Keen. Commander Keen. Any of them, but start a mission to Mars because then you got an idea of what's going down. Yeah, we should play that. Yeah, we should. We'll yeah. find that. We'll okay. find that. Actually, we might put a link to it. I'm quite enjoying. It. No, we might get in trouble. Yeah. Um, number eight. Number eight. Uh, I've been thinking about this one while we've been talking, and I'm gonna have to go with one of my favourite games, Thief. Thief. Never played Thief. it. Talk to me as if... Well, no, talk to me, because I've never played it. Thief is one of those amazing kind of games which is a genre creator and uh, and breaker, really. It started off... I mean, you'd be, you'd be right to mistake Thief as a first-person shooter, which it's certainly not. It's actually created a genre of its own called the first-person sneaker. The whole objective in Thief is not to be seen, is not to be caught, not to engage the enemy. Uh, you play the part of a master thief called Garrett, who um, gets somehow heavily involved in the occultish doings of the pagans and a old pagan god called the Trickster. Uh, you get sucked into this world by doing jobs for people who are linked with them, and it just—I I really can't say anything more about the story because it just gives so much away. It's such a rich story as it unfolds. But lots of cool sort of sneaking around. Lots of cool stuff. You—it's a free roaming. Uh, well, I say free roaming. You are given a level, but that level is free roaming. It's like you have objectives to do in that level. There's a name for that. What's that called? I don't know. Um, I don't know the name. Okay, never mind. We no. won't, we won't get you it. you get the choice of how to uh, achieve uh, achieve your objectives. Um, so you, your objective in level one is say you have to steal this scepter mm -hmm. to pay for your rent, uh, and you can break into the mansion however you see fit. You can either bribe the guards outside, you can smash the doors open with your swords and go in through the sewers. You can go in through the front doors if you fancy a fight. You know you can do all of these kind of things and then go down and get the scepter and then get back out. Okay. Um, the thing is with Thief, it's not like one of those games, like say, like Halo and everything, where you you versus fifty people, you have a chance of of surviving. You versus three people in Thief, you're going down. You know, this is it's how it works. What um, 
What is the preferred format for this game? It's only on PC. It's only on PC. Well, the later one, Thief Deadly Shadows, which is nowhere near as good as Thief 1 and 2. Still enjoyable and still playable, but Thief 1 and 2 are the golden days, um, and they are only on PC. Have you seen the trailer? Sorry to interrupt. Have you seen the trailer for Assassin's Creed 2? Yes. Looks good. The thing is, the trailer for Assassin's Creed looked good. And Assassin's Creed is good for the first hour. Then Assassin's Creed, the first hour, is the same as the next nine. Um, And I gave up on it. Fair enough. And I have feelings that Assassin's Creed 2 is going to be the same thing. Where Assassin's Creed, actually, good link, uh, Assassin's Creed really borrows heavily on the thief style of um, things like design and everything. It's very thief-esque. But yeah, it just, it fell short. Um, But there you are, number, what was that, seven? Number seven. Number seven is Thief. Either number one, uh, The Dark Project, or number two, The Metal Age. Okay. Um, staying old school. Go on. I'm staying old school. No, for sure. Got to be people. Okay? Yeah, good. I mean, it's better if it's games that people won't have heard of. Or no, I'm not. I might not do it all the way through. I might, but I've just got to. I've got to prop the past, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prop. <laughs> Lemmings. Oh, Lemmings. Come mm. on. Right. There is. There shouldn't be a man alive who hasn't heard of Lemmings. Lemmings. I still consider to be one of the most addictive games I've ever played because nothing has made me sit still being an attention deficit hyperactivity disorderly kind of sort. Um, nothing has made me sit so still for so long a time as Lemmings. The the, yeah, the enjoyable thing about Lemmings is it's such a part of our childhood. You know, you go around your mate's house, you sit on either the Amiga or if they had an IBM or whatever, you could sit there and play it. I mean, it was a luxury back then if you had sound. Oh, yeah. If you actually had sound on Lemmings, you didn't get Let's Go world. as it was supposed to be. It was like, Let's go! Yeah, like that. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was brilliant fun. Directing, uh, so it's effectively the start of a real-time strategy kind of thing. Mm. You've got to tell these little Lemmings what to do to get them to the exit. You start on side A and your exit is on side B, but in between side A and side B is, say, a big wall and some steps. You have to tell one of your lemmings who's in the front of the pack to start digging through that before the others catch him up and start turning around and going back the other way. You've got to set up blockers who can stop the lemmings from walking backwards and going down a cliff, or you can set up uh, bricklayers who will build little brick steps and oh it's all it's genius absolutely genius we game. do realise like a, a hell of a lot of people will have played lemmings but sure. do realise there are some that won't have so this isn't a teaching yeah. you to suck egg section this, no, is, no, no. this is just introducing it to people who've never played lemmings before or have no idea of the concept for people who have played lemmings just to let you know I still have five A5 A4 pieces of paper with every single level code written on which I've kept religiously throughout my life you know when you get the code for yeah. the next level I'd write them down because you couldn't save, if you no. remember. You couldn't save, so no, you had no. to have the code for the level. Saves were I've still got of pages thing. of level codes, man. Did you ever play Lemmings 2? I don't think I did, no. Lemmings 2, The Tribes. Well, there was Lemmings, Oh No More Lemmings, and then Lemmings 2, The Tribes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lemmings 2, The Tribes was a very different kettle of fish that had a map and everything. You had different sections of uh, of the world you could go to, and everything would be a very different theme, and that would depend on what sort of objects you could use there. Like you had circus land and you could use balloon lemmings and clown lemmings to float over the obstacles and go the other side and change all those kind of things. That was that was kind of a game that was skated over, really overlooked, I think, Lemmings 2. Shame. Yeah, shame. Worth picking up. Again, probably available online for like 59k. Not that's, 59, that's not 59,000 pounds, <laughs> 59, pounds. 59 kilobytes. 
Because um, <laughs> that you're, you're not actually point. buying a colony of real lemmings and teaching them all how to build stuff. That uh, would be worth about fifty nine k, I'd say. And also, if you are thinking of doing that, write in, let us know, because I'd love to watch. Um, do you want to give us number five before we um, say farewell for this section? Number five. No, do you know what? Number five. The last five. The five countdowns going to be the next one. Oh, hang on, hang on a minute. We've had Max Payne. Yeah. Then we had Commander Keen. Yeah. Then we had Thief. Yeah. Then we've had Lemmings. Yeah. So number six. Apologies. Oh, we're only yeah. on number six. Yeah, this is Ooh, number six. So right. this is the last one. Okay, this is the last one for this podcast. Then okay, you've gained an extra one. Um, well I'm done. You. I'm going to have to go with worms. Very, very simple, very beautiful, incredibly well thought out, and hilariously fun game. And amazingly still going. <laughs> Great bridge with lemmings as well, because it yeah. really seems like the next sort of it, step. It is. It's sort of like if the lemmings were worms and were fighting each other and there were only ten of them. That's how they'd roll. Yeah, that's how they'd roll. So worms is a player A versus player B, and now C, D, E, F, and G. Um, turn-based strategy game of killed the other side and you have a, a huge collection of weapons to do this with you know the classic bazooka shotgun and dynamite and you get a turn you can move your worm then you use your weapon and then that's your go over and then it's the opposing team side and it's such a simple premise such a simple concept and every you know there's loads of games that do this there's nothing more funny than watching two worms blasting the hell out of each other what brand of illicit um, smokables do you think the design team were on when they decided that worms were exactly the sort of people that should bear nuclear arms? Couldn't possibly comment. Although I do know the story behind worms, and it was one guy. It was a kid. It was a 13-year-old kid in his bedroom Excellent. who came up with the idea of worms and his company now, which is Team 17. Uh, I think that's the only thing they've ever done is worms. And they just took it and ran with it. And, you know, fair play. So 1995, the first worms came out which looks a little dated now, um, but they've just released on the Xbox Live Arcade Worms and Worms 2 Armageddon, which is a bit of a bastardization of the worms that we knew. Worms 1 on Xbox Live Arcade is a new HD remake of the original Worms, but with a lot of features taken out and whatnot, and it's not quite as good. Worms 2 Armageddon uh, is kind of a mixed bag because Worms 2 on the PC was not Armageddon. Well, worms 3 was Armageddon. Okay. So it was Worms 2 and then Worms so Armageddon. They combined so they've elements. combined them. And all they've done there is really taken some of the weapons from Armageddon and added it in. It's good as a stopgap, but if you can get ha your hands on the PC versions, you've got to. I mean, they're by far superior to the Xbox ones. Um, and Worms Armageddon being the best of them all. They kind of filtered out and went a bit weird and 3D after that. Um, but Worms Armageddon is the absolute ultimate. So for my Worms, I will say use Worms Armageddon. So there you are. Max Payne, Commander Keen, Thief, Lemmings, and Worms. Yeah. Those are the first five, people. That's the first five. So that brings us to the end of another podcast. Podcast number five. Podcast number five. That's halfway to ten. My God. That's man math. That is man math. I like that. Incredibly quick man math. Well, well thanks, you... thanks for joining us, I yeah. suppose. Thanks, thanks for listening to this uh, fevered collection of ramblings. And uh, we'll see you again for uh, episode six next week. Jenkins out. Brown out. Brown out.